everybody. Welcome to our first episode of 3 Up, 3 Down. I'm your host, Coach Nick Holmes from Nanaimo Minor Baseball. Excited to have my first guest in studio today. I have uh, VIU Mariners head coach Nick Salahub, and we are going to discuss the topic of off-season training. To be more specific, we're going to hit three key bullet points, number one being the overall athletic training development through other sports and activities during this time of the year. Number two, uh, we're going to get into some specifics of strength and conditioning. And three, we will finish up with the all-important rest that is uh, needed when doing these types of uh, activities. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy my episode with Coach Nick Salahub. So what's going on, man? Did you have a good Christmas? Yeah, I had a pretty good Christmas. Uh, we didn't really go anywhere, but having a nice vacation in the house, a little staycation is sort of my idea of a good holiday with how much traveling we do. How about you? I couldn't agree with you more, man. We went away last year, and uh, it was just, we didn't really know what to do with ourselves this year. We just got to hang out at the house and, you know, watch the time go by in between Christmas and New Year. It's been nice. So I'm happy to get back to work. You're Thank heading you. over to that uh, conference soon, aren't you? In the next day or two? Tomorrow. Yep. Leave tomorrow for Dallas. Uh, pretty excited to go to my second uh, annual American Baseball Coaches Association convention. It's a long title there, but uh, yeah, over 6,000 high school and college baseball coaches uh, convene in one area, and there's going to be tons of uh, speakers and breakout sessions. Oh, man, I wish you could go with me, but uh, I know you got a busy schedule. So uh, anyway, I'll bring home the good stuff. I'll I appreciate sure, that. Yeah, I'll make sure to take good notes, and uh, you know, we'll have plenty of videos to look at when we get back too. So uh, Ooh, maybe even a podcast or two about it. Hey, there you go. Maybe while I'll I'm there. Give you a call. But uh, today we're going to go over uh, winter workouts or off-season workouts, if you will. And we're going to hit on these three points that I talked about in the introduction. And I um, was thinking, I don't know, you want to start with the, the youth? You can move our way up to the college guys? Uh, yeah, I mean, we can start with the youth. Um, okay. I mean, as the technical director of Nanaimo Minor Baseball, mm -hmm. uh, what are some things that you recommend for the kids to do? Well, when you when we talk about younger age kids, I mean we're 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 looking at like you know seven, eight, nine, ten, all the way up to to say high school level. So, you know, obviously any any younger than that, it, it really the point is is uh, pretty moot there, if you will. But I would say other sports. That's the first thing that comes to my mind. And the off season for baseball players is uh, when baseball season's over. I highly encourage kids, and even during baseball season at this age. I mean, if you can play another sport or two other sports, um, more power to you. I think it's just better overall for creating uh, athleticism, speed, agility, uh, getting different coaching. So you get that whole um, hearing what other coaches are are. are are pressing or, or putting in as far as importance. Teamwork is different in, in different sports. You know, obviously you, you work uh, in basketball or football or lacrosse a little bit differently than you do in baseball. So that's my big point is that I just, I love to see kids playing as many sports as possible. And if they're not playing specific sports, then doing some other type of activity. I know you're a big swimmer when you're a kid and that's always a fun thing to do or, you know, running track and field or uh snowboarding skiing of course being here in an area where they can do those types of things so, dancing's a big one too you know huge I mean? football players started doing ballerina lessons a few years ago right that, you that, know it just teaches athleticism coordination rhythm of movement which i think is really important especially in baseball when you're trying to field a ground ball or trying to get into the body rhythm of pitching and hitting 
Absolutely. Without a, any sense of rhythm or timing or movement, the way your body flows, it's tough. And it's tough to replicate in other sports specifically. So dancing, I think, is a pretty good one. Absolutely. My uh, grandmother taught dancing for 65 years. I was probably oh. the only kid in my uh, little league at eight years old that had to go to uh, tap and ballet when uh, he had when I was done with school. I'd go after school and I didn't get made fun of too much. Was, you were probably the only kid in grade nine who got to dance at <laughs> the grade twelve too. At the that's right. I, I tell you, it paid off, man. Later on, when I got to the junior high and high school dances, I, I was the only one not too uh, embarrassed to get out on the dance floor. That's for sure. Well, I have to but, keep that in mind. We'll invite you to a banquet and have to get you cutting a rug for it. <laughs> All right. Then, then uh, so yeah, so yeah, athletic training at this point. I mean, not a whole lot of uh, intensity with these young guys. Just get them out there doing some things, and uh, I think parents do a good job of of trying to um, get their kids interested in other sports. And for those guys out there that just love baseball and can't do anything but, find some activities, find something to get you moving around and and uh, getting that body working in different directions. I think, especially at the younger ages, it's important for multiple sports and multiple physical activities to be done, not only to get them out of the house and get their body physically maturing and growing and developing in a healthy manner, but also there's a lot of things that athleticism can do that sports-specific trained kids struggle with. So they yeah. say one of the best things for athleticism that you can do training-wise is jumping. There isn't that much jumping done in baseball. There isn't that much jump, jumping done in hockey. And right. if you don't send your kid out to play on the jungle gym, he's probably not jumping much right. to begin with. Or she. Sorry. Right. But there's not much sure. development in that way. And if you don't train those muscles at a young age, it's hard to develop those skills and train those muscles at an older age. Right. And you got a lot of catching up to do. So... Just the overall athleticism is good because, uh, I mean, there are guys in the big league shortstop right now for the White Sox. He's not there because he's such a great baseball player. He's there because he's a freak athlete that they mm -hmm. hope turns into a baseball player. He mm -hmm. didn't start playing until he was, what, 16, 18? Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. You would know better than me probably about that. Yeah, I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> My mind was going. I was like, White Sox? Gosh, Sorry. I haven't followed the White Sox in so long. I Tim is it Garcia? Tim Anderson. Oh, Tim Anderson. How about my fantasy? Okay, you had all your fantasy. Like three or four right. years. So I was trying to. I was, I was all over the Latin guys. I was like Garcia, uh, Vizcaino. Who is he talking about? Uh, yeah. Anyway, that's great. Yeah, Tim Anderson is a phenomenal athlete. You're right. And there are a lot of guys. Uh, not to get off topic too much, but a lot of baseball players that that do come out of other sports and because they are freak athletes, um, you know, can you know the longevity of baseball is there. You know, more so than say fo football or hockey or some of those other contact sports, but. Um, no, those are great points. So, you know, for the young guys, uh, ex again, keeping athletic, keeping physical, um, you know, don't spend too much time on the, on the couch, but we definitely want to get our rest in. Um, how do you feel about throwing? I know we talked about this a couple of days ago and, and there's so many different philosophies out there. You got all these different, you know, academies and, you know, Texas baseball ranch and driveline and top velocity and all these guys that do these off season you know, throwing programs, again, for younger guys, what, what do you, what do you recommend? So it's, it's important that you continue to perfect your craft mm. every day if there's a way you can do it. And it doesn't necessarily need to be throwing, but there's, there are things you can do to help with that. But at the younger ages, especially, I think it's the guys that are on a full throwing program at grade 12. I think that's a bit of a cash grab. 
more than anything else yeah. from the instructors, as well as, you know, there there is some throwing that should be done. There is some skill development that needs to be done in there, but it's sort of where you fall on the spectrum of, I want my kid to go and have fun, and I'm using this so my kid can go play pro ball. And where in between those two extremes you fall, that's sort of you, your family, your child, wherever you fall on that spectrum is sort of the amount of work that you should be doing in the offices. Yeah. You know, if, if you want your kid to go play pro ball, and that's the dream, that's your kid's dream, not your dream. If that's the kid's dream, and he's going into first-year Bantam, wood bat backing up 10 feet, and he wants to be a shortstop, and he can't make the throw from second base on a peewee field, you probably need to do some throwing training. But if you have one of the better arms on the team as a first-year Bantam player, you're going into your second year, then, yeah, maybe you need to take that time to rest and develop a different part of your game. Right. Maybe your foot speed's bad or... Maybe you need to hit the weight room a bit and get a bit more strength to catch up with some of the kids that are going through puberty faster. Right? There are some other things you can do, but I, I don't think it's a requirement, especially at the younger ages, to be throwing year-round. I think mm-hmm. when we're talking about anything really before Bantam, you know, mm-hmm. before you hit that teenage years, it's yeah. have as much fun as you possibly can. And if they're doing those other sports, there's going to be some some activities that may resemble throwing as well. You know, the long pass in basketball, you know, maybe whatever football. the case may be. Yeah, football, of course. So, you know, they're going to get those those motions in and they're moving the body in the way that uh, is going to make them better athletes overall. It's not that they need to go out Monday, Wednesday, Friday and do long toss all through during the, the season, you know, the off season. So... Uh, yeah, good stuff. So moving right along in here to our, our next point on the topic of off-season training, uh, strength and conditioning. So this is this uh, will apply more to uh, your, say, uh, pre-high school, high school, and even college guys when they hit around, around puberty, you know, around 13, 14 years old, and the body starts to change rapidly. The growth plates are, are uh, happening, and uh, guys are starting to uh, get into the weight room a little bit more and do some uh, some exercises that involve uh, strength training and, and cardiovascular and, and things like that. Okay, so in the weight room, let's talk about that. Um, what's the most important thing off the top of your head? Probably form, right? And just as far as weights specifically, yeah, forms important. Free weights, we'll say, not not machines. Those are yeah, techniques important. Building a base layer is more important than throwing up, you know, your max reps for especially the younger kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not by any means a kinesiology major. There mm-hmm. are guys on my team who are probably better at talking yeah. about this stuff than me, but just from experience and from what I know about doing my own research, being a coach and stuff, you know, it's techniques really important and putting that base layer of strength down at the younger ages is important. Even when you're talking about college and beyond with guys, there it is important to have some times where you are building as opposed to just throwing up the heaviest weight you can as few times as you can and just trying to get big. Mm-hmm. It's also important to make sure you're focusing on weights and lifts and training that'll help you in your sport. Mm. So bench press is great, but not specifically for baseball because the bigger chest and the bigger biceps get in the way of throwing. Mobility, flexibility, yeah. And in football, it can pay to be big. In hockey, I'm sure it can pay to be big. In baseball, it doesn't always pay to be big. Right. You have to be quick with your movement. Mm-hmm. You can be the biggest, strongest guy in the yard, but if you can't hit an 80-mile-an-hour fastball, you ain't playing much. That's right. Unless you're a pitcher. And if you're a big guy, you probably aren't a pitcher. Right. Right? So being aware that you know you don't want to impede your ability to do the sport, but that's more for the older guys. When mm-hmm. we're talking about the you know 13 to 18 age group there, I think 
weight room's important, but I think you don't want to risk forcing a kid to go there when he doesn't feel he has the need to. Mm-hmm. I was always a big kid when I was a kid, right? Yeah. I was always huge. I was six eight in grade nine. So I didn't need all that much weight room time. I didn't need to get in there and get a base layer, and, you know, I did that. But my time was more spent on perfecting the craft, and that's why hitting is challenging, right? Because mm-hmm. you can lift all the weights you want. If you don't get better at hitting, if you don't practice hitting, you aren't going to hit anything. Give Arnold Schwarzenegger a bat, mm. he probably ain't hitting much. No. Right, you have to balance the development physically with the development of the technique, because mm. hitting isn't uh, where you initiate it. Right, that's why for me, I don't like comparing hitting with golf. Because golf, you initiate, you initiate the action. You're the one that says, "Okay, I'm going to start. That ball's there. I'm going to hit it right there." In baseball, you can't pick when you start. You don't can't pick where you're hitting it. You just have to compete and find a way. And it's not sitting on a tee. <laughs> exactly. You're reacting to it. So yeah. being big and strong can help you be quicker in your reaction, but it's important that you train the active hitting mm-hmm. as much as the weight. And there's always time to, to lift. I trust, I promise you, if you get to college baseball, there is no program that will not have you in the weight room. Right. There is none. I'm a big fan of uh, body weight exercises. Always have been. I, I, I like to see a kid master the push-up. Master the pull-up, you know, be able to, like you were talking about earlier, do a standing broad jump for a good, you know, amount of distance or a vertical leap or, um, you know, really build the, the, the large muscle groups naturally without having to, uh, you know, incorporate the, the heavy weights, at least again, in the beginning, you know, 13, 14, 15 years old. I mean, if you get a kid out here that can, they can knock out 20 pull-ups and do, you know, 50 push-ups in, in two minutes, uh, or, you know, 60 or 80 sit-ups the proper way, um, he's going to get strong. You know, he's going to get really strong. And then you get to a point where you can start to incorporate um, that additional weight and, and bulking up uh, again later in those those years of, uh, um, of training, you know, getting closer to college, if you will. Uh, can't forget about nutrition, you know. Um, not sure if we talked about that the other day, but you, you'd mentioned um, – you know, eating pizza five nights a week and, you know, down in uh, uh, sugar-coated cereals in the morning and things like that. I mean, you know, there's, there comes a time, and hopefully it's early on that parents understand the importance of that and, and get kids uh, in the right habit of, of eating right because that goes, you know, hand-in-hand hand with, with the, uh, the physical uh, training as well. And then we'll get to our third point in just a minute. Um, but uh, let's let's jump up to, to those older guys. Uh, any strength and conditioning do you do the strength and conditioning for the for the Mariners, or do you guys have somebody outside that comes in and does it? Or we do our training with Prime Kinesiology. Okay, in town, Clay Smith owns there, and he runs it. And our assistant coach Griff Anderchuk just got a job there recently, and they do a good job with the training. And we talk about you know some of the stuff we're doing with the guys, and you know I give him some direction of what it is we're trying to do. But he knows his stuff. He's he loves baseball as much as he loves those other sports, I imagine. But He's a big baseball guy. We do driveline there, and he's trying to get on the mound. I think he threw once for the Coal Miners League this past summer, and he mm-hmm. had his arm in an ice bucket for two weeks straight. <laughs> so he's, he's working his way back into it. But, no, we yeah. do our training there. Um, this year we're going to be doing a Mariners Challenge in the middle of January, January 14th, that week in there. And we're going to be throwing some videos up on there 
of our guys doing some challenges and stuff. So it should be pretty cool. Our guys are looking forward to it. We're looking forward to it. And uh, it should be a good way to motivate them. But nice. for us, what we do is the weight room is pretty important for us. We go four times a week when we're not doing baseball. And when we are doing baseball during the season, we still go two or one or two times mm-hmm. a week with guys expected to go a couple more on their own. Just Again, it's more about maintaining. You do your bulk adding on in the off season at the higher levels, and then you do your maintenance work to like balance out or to work through a little bit of muscle tightness type thing more so yeah. than it is developing as you're playing. Right, right. Yeah, I think the big takeaway here uh, for parents listening right now is it don't be in a hurry. You know, let your kids evolve naturally. Uh, you know, one year at a time as they grow, they're they're going to get there. So there's no no reason to 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 rush them into the weight room and doing things like that at, uh, you know, 11, 12 years old. So. And the biggest thing that I see as far as strength goes at the younger ages has nothing to do with the weight room. It no. has everything to do with puberty. That's right. When you go through it, when you don't. That's if right. If you're one of the people at the start of the bell curve, you're going to be doing pretty good. Yeah. You're one of the people at the back end of the bell curve, it's going to be a struggle. But yeah. that doesn't mean you're not going to end up at the same or a higher place. That's right. Right? So... Yes, it's important to go in the weight room to level out the playing field, but a 14-year-old is rarely ever going to be as strong as a 15-year-old Yeah, across the board. You can pick anyone. And it's just nothing nothing can change to level the playing field that is the age gap right. at yeah. any level. So moving on to what I feel is one of the most important uh, – components of, of training is uh, rest and sleep. And there is a, a difference between those two. And we'll, we'll get into that a little bit. I'll let you touch on uh, some of that, Nick. But, um, uh, you know, letting the body rest in between activities from baseball. Um, well, I'll let you tell it. Yeah, I think you, you explained it a little more eloquently with, than I can. Um, I, all I was saying before was that, you know, I, I think that a common misconception from youth athletics in general is when a coach says you know go get some rest that doesn't mean go relax that means go take a break from the activity that it is that you're doing by that i mean if you're in the weight room and you're told to take a rest from the weight room that doesn't mean you sit on your butt it means go for a run go play basketball go play some hockey in the driveway or whatever it is that you do for fun or for physical activity don't be afraid to say, oh, I get the day off from practice. That means I don't have to do anything. That's right. not what the off day is for. Right. The off day is for, yes, if you need to not throw, don't throw. But if you didn't throw all weekend or if you only got one inning and you're not happy about it, use the day off of regular scheduled practice to improve. Use your rest wisely. It's not relax and play video games and eat sandwiches and right. go right. walk around the mall chasing girls and watching movies. That's not what rest is. It can be. It's mm-hmm. a very important part of it. You should be a kid still. Yes. Don't take that for granted. And there's a time and place for that as well. Then you've got sleep, uh, which is actually letting that body shut down, uh, recuperate, um, you know, go into a stage of where the body is actually recovering from heavy workouts, whether it's, again, in the weight room or just your everyday you know, baseball practice, hockey practice, whatever it is. Um, I think it's important that, you know, there's a reason why, uh, you know, the whole eight, get eight hours of sleep is, is there, you know, cause it's just the human body needs time to, to, uh, to recover from, from all activities. They, uh, a few years ago, they started doing sleep studies on basketball teams in mm-hmm. the NBA. Did you follow any of that mm-hmm. a few years mm-hmm. ago? Portland trailblazers 
trailblazed it, believe it or not. <laughs> and they had a sleep specialist on staff. And what they did was when they went on the road trip, they kept the same schedule, which can be hectic, right? Because Portland's sure. league games are all the way down in Yeah, time Orleans, zones. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. It's a big time zone change, a lot of flights, a lot of different hotel rooms. And they saw their guys were fatigued as a result. So they did some studies on trying to figure out what to do. What they decided to do was keep the same sleep schedule and give them more days off from practice so after travel days mm-hmm. type things. And the production just jumped up. Like crazy, not okay. because they have better players or better systems, They're but well because rested. they were prepared. Yeah, because they were well rested. The value of That's sleep cool. is really, really something that you should look into if you think it's just something worth, you know, a couple absolutely seeds. invaluable. Yeah, I, I'm I, uh, one of my favorite things to do. Actually, <laughs> one of my favorite activities. I uh, I got no problem falling asleep at night, and I definitely have a problem getting up in the morning, but. Um, it doesn't, I don't even need to be tired to, to get a solid eight or nine or even 10 hours of sleep. <laughs> I, I just, I just like being, like being horizontal. Are you still how about a you? teenager you got, or what? Yeah, man. You know, <laughs> how about you? You have any trouble sleeping? Uh, I'm more of a night owl yeah. than anything. So, uh, falling asleep isn't my favorite, but I get a lot done at nights. Yeah. I just finished up a scouting report for three of the teams in the league that I've been working on last night so up till two in the morning. Well, there you night go. Night owl. That's awesome. So uh, one thing I know you wanted to touch on here, and I'm uh, right behind you 100%, and uh, I'll let you run with this, but there's one thing that you mentioned to me the other day uh, that you think is very important for, again, all ages, uh, from uh, from the youth all the way up to the college ranks, to always be doing in the off season. And uh, what is that? Share that with us. Uh, the most important thing, if you're a baseball player, a baseball player, if sure. you're, if you want to be a baseball player and your desire is to be anything but just a pitcher, you need to hit. Yeah. Often. Hit, hit, and hit. Often. If, if you're sitting on the couch, grab a stick. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a stick, grab the remote and use it as the handle of a bat and just work on your field. I was doing it the other day, sitting on the couch. Mm-hmm. My girlfriend asked me what the hell I was doing. <laughs> Working on my swing. <laughs> You know, I'm cooking Sitting food. down? Yeah, I'm cooking food in <laughs> yeah. front of the stove. I got a second. I start working on my stride and my stance. Yeah. What are you doing? Getting better. You know, I, when I stand in line at the bank or the grocery store or whatever, I'm always uh, loading up and going to my toe touch. <laughs> it's just something that keeps me from getting frustrated for waiting. It, it is uh, one of those things. But, uh, yeah, and, and here's, you know, something to throw out to some of the parents out there that might be thinking, you know, it's it's wintertime, it, there's snow on the ground, or it's pouring rain outside, and, you know, where am I supposed to, you know, take my kid to go hit? And, uh, you know, Nick just mentioned it, uh, and I'll, I'll elaborate a little bit. You don't have to hit actual baseballs. You, you, we're not saying that you got to get someone to throw you soft toss or BP or even hit off a tee. You can just go down in the basement or out to the garage or somewhere where you're not going to break a lamp and uh, take some swings, you know, dry swings. Uh, are some of the best, you know, ways for you to to repeat your mechanics, and you're you're going to get better just by taking those swings. Mm-hmm. I think, and again, it, it builds the muscle memory and all that good stuff, and making sure that uh, that you're staying active with with your mechanics. I was shown this one drill that we were suggested to do if we were in a situation where we didn't have any baseball hitting things like a tee or a ball or a bat or anything, and. The suggestion was get a broomstick and a bunch of popcorn kernels mm-hmm. and have someone throw the popcorn kernels at you, side toss, mm-hmm. head on BP, whatever, mm-hmm. and just try and hit them. 
because they don't fly straight. The stick's really small and the thing's really small. Yeah. Trains your eyes, trains your hands, trains your timing, trains a bunch of things that you need to get better. And it's it's great and it's pretty cheap. You can yeah. find a broom and you can find a big bucket of popcorn for like under 10 bucks. Another like thing. Weeks. Grab some old newspaper or some magazines and roll them up into a, a kind of a stick form and practice one-handed swings with uh, wadded up paper. You mm-hmm. know, you and I could sit across the room from each other. I'd toss you a, a, a wad of paper and you hit it with that and switch hands. And mm-hmm. yeah, there's lots of different things that you can do to work on your hand-eye coordination. Now, if you do have the space and you do have the... Uh, uh, the, the inclination to really get into some hitting. I, I always like to do the old uh, hang the sheet or an old quilt uh, down in the basement or in the garage somewhere and hit some wiffle balls into that. You know, if you really do need something to hit or you just just want to, um, that's always a good little trick to do too. Yeah, like all those minor leaguers in their little apartment, their little one-bedroom <laughs> yeah, apartment with family of three sitting in there. <laughs> the wife and the kid are hanging out in the kitchen and the guy's taking BP in the living room into his little net. <laughs> Got to move all the furniture out so he yeah. can get his cage There is up. no furniture. <laughs> that's true. Bed in the crib. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So there it is, folks. Uh, we just covered uh, off-season training for the winter time. Um, pretty much hit all the levels there for your younger, middle-aged. Well, not middle-aged, but uh, preteens to to college-level guys. And hopefully, we got a few. Uh, examples and some good points in there for you. If you have any questions about any of this stuff or you'd like to hear further information, you can get a hold of me directly at info at coachnickholmes.com or you can go to our Facebook page, Nanaimo Minor Baseball. And we also just started a new Facebook group page called Three Up, Three Down, which connects to this podcast. And uh, so far, I already got 18 members uh, signed up in the last 24 hours. So we're excited about that. Please feel free. This show is for you guys. This is really for for any of you out there that are looking for some more help. So jump on that Three Up, Three Down Facebook group. Hit us with some questions and uh, we will see you next time. 